1: Well, good morning, listeners, and welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. I am Cole Bruner, president of Bushka Wealth Management, and I'm joined by Sue Bushka, president of Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our wonderful co-host Tony Shore. Now, listeners, if uh, you'd like to get some more information about uh, what you hear during the show, uh, or maybe a little bit more information about some uh, things that we've talked about in previous shows, we encourage you to give us a call anytime at seven one five. or of course you can visit our website at retirewithbushka.com that's retirewithbushka.com and uh, while you're at the website uh, be sure to head on over the radio page there you can check out some of our past shows and you can also now subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify which is really exciting. Uh, That way you can be kept up to date with all of the most recent episodes as they become available and uh, make sure you stay on top of these really important financial topics that we talk about every week. Um, Now, before we get into uh, the bulk of the show here, uh, let me make sure I welcome in our co-hosts, Tony Shore and Sue Bushka. Tony, how are you today?
0: I am doing great, Cole. Uh, I was just excited for you to ask because I've had a great week. And, you know, the capper to my week is getting together with uh, you and Sue here to do the show. Great to see you guys. Uh, Sue, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. It's been busy, busy, busy. You know, lots of things going on. Summer is uh, unfortunately coming to a slow end, and we're not happy
1: about that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think That's everybody true. feels that way, un- unless you're a big skier and you're looking forward to the snow, but I am not in that category.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. no I, me neither. I'm not a big fan of the winter, so I'm I'm loving it, but uh, let me say, you guys had a busy week last week, and you've got some TV coverage, uh, and you guys like to give back to the community. Um, uh, Cole or Sue, one of you, tell us about that. What happened last week?
1: Well, last week we, uh, we did uh, our, our annual uh, gift to a local family in need. Uh, and we selected a family in Weston, Wisconsin this time, and uh, they had fallen upon some hard times. The The mother had uh, some health issues that were undiagnosed for a while, and they couldn't really quite figure it out, and they did some surgery and some other things that unfortunately had some additional impacts on her mobility and her ability to get around, and sadly uh, she had to spend uh, Christmas in the ER. And so her three younger children and her husband unfortunately didn't really get the chance to sell Christmas and so we hosted Christmas in August last week. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, it was really cool. We set up a Christmas tree and we had local, uh, look, other local businesses that had uh, supplied presents and gifts for the kids, and they got to rip open all their presents. and uh, And in addition to that, we also uh, awarded the family with six months of paid mortgage payments. So they wow, don't have well, to that's worry the
0: biggie that. right there. Six months uh, of paid more mortgage payments. That's huge. Absolutely.
1: Well, we just figure it's it's a way for us to help them out and and allow them to get back up on their feet uh, and and deal with some of the medical bills that they've got. And uh, that way they don't have to worry about the mortgage for at least the next six months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Now, our topic today, you told me before the show, you wanted to talk about avoiding phone scams and Uh, A second topic, uh, not related, but uh, tariffs, because that's been in the news. Uh, They've both, both of those topics have really been in the news a lot lately.
2: That's right, Tony, and today I want to address two topics that have been in the news lately and examine how they can potentially impact our listeners. While phone scams and tariffs don't have much in common, uh, they both have the potential to, to create chaos for our finances. And with that in mind, we're going to first dive into an examination of some common phone scams. Now, we'll talk about some scams highlighted in a recent Reader's Digest article. Watch out, these 10 phone scams could steal your money. And our goal here today is to give you information that can really help you avoid falling for these types of scams. Because phone scams are an increasing problem. According to a September 2018 press release from FirstOrion.com, a company designed to provide transparency and communication, nearly 50% of U.S. mobile traffic will be scam calls by 2019. So arming yourself with the knowledge about different types of phone scams, it can be useful in keeping your financial information safe.
0: Wow, I mean that's huge. Fifty percent of all mobile calls this year will be scams. I mean that sounds awful.
1: That's right, Tony. And you know, not only are there a lot of scam phone calls nowadays, there are also many different types of phone scams. Uh, the first one that was mentioned in that Reader's Digest article that Sue had just mentioned is the "Can you hear me?" scam. Uh, this con uh, con is designed to record your voice when you answer yes. Now, this recording can be used to claim that you agreed to something that you didn't. Now, one way to avoid this is to answer in a full sentence. Uh, Reader's Digest suggests using, I can hear you just fine, instead of just answering yes.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and, And that seems so innocent. We all remember that classic commercial with the can you hear me now line. I guess it would be easy for people to get confused and give the scammers exactly what they want in response.
2: Well, you know, Tony, that is a very memorable commercial because this next scam is especially prevalent during tax season. The caller can pretend to be an internal revenue service agent threatening legal action if you don't pay a balance immediately. And they may even ask you to confirm your personal information. Now, this is all a scam. The IRS only uses official letterhead for communications. As a, matter of, uh, as a matter of policy, they won't call you. Even if you feel the call might be legit, hang up and call the IRS directly. Now, if you do have an issue, the official phone number should
0: connect you with the appropriate uh, department. Right. So to repeat, the IRS will never call you. They don't call you. They send a letter instead.
1: That's exactly right, Tony. And, uh, but while the IRS won't call you, your bank might. So how do you know if these calls are legitimate? Uh, perhaps your bank is calling to verify recent transactions on your credit card. Now, you can safely answer yes or no to these questions, but don't provide any additional information. If they ask you for further details, hang up, flip your bank card over, and call the customer service
0: number. And they can then verify if that particular call was legitimate or not. Yeah, and I'm sure when somebody seems to know information about you, it makes it seem more legitimate. That's, that's something that scam artists are counting
2: on. Another tactic involves curiosity. Now, curiosity is pretty hard to resist, and the one ring scam plays into that Your phone will ring just once and the scammers want you to call back out of curiosity so they can confirm that your number is working. Now, they may answer or call you back later and flip the script by asking why you called them. Then in your confusion, they can try and get important personal data from you.
0: Yeah, and that seems to be a trend. Incoming calls get used to confuse and steal information and influence vulnerable people on the other end of the line. My mother-in-law actually fell for the mic. Somebody called, said they were the Microsoft, asked her for her computer, said they would fix her computer and they needed to install updates, got her credit card, all her information. So she got taken to the cleaners on that one. And and that's a common one. But just to reiterate what you said, those companies, just like the IRS, the IRS, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, they will never, ever, ever call you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something that a lot of people fall victim to.
1: I know some of our clients have even fallen victim to that we've heard about. Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: That's right. And one of the most disturbing and troubled phone scams involves a call claiming to have a loved one held against their will. Now, this could be a child or a grandchild. And the scammers may even play on your emotions with dramatic acts like someone screaming in pain in the background or pleading for help. Now in these scenarios, it could be easy to let your emotions carry you away. So try to contact that loved one right away and gather as much information from the caller as possible if they're willing to stay on the phone and help you confirm a monetary transaction. Now it's quite possible that they're a scammer and not a kidnapper. Uh, kidnappers rarely stay on the phone for long so they're willing to hold while you get your wallet it should be a red flag and i know this has happened i've we've heard this story from so you know so many people and um it's just it's really sad
0: yeah that's a that's an especially bad one that's horrible and I can't imagine, as a parent, I can't imagine how terrifying that would be to get a call like that.
2: Well, especially when they call an elderly person and say it's their grandson. Oh, and, terrible. And right. so we ha- we've we had clients that have have been scammed.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to fall victim to, especially if you think it's a loved one. Yeah. Now, hopefully uh, talking about these phone scams today, even though it can be uncomfortable, will help some of our listeners be a little bit more prepared if someone tries to scam them in the future. Um, We do have a few more phone scams to talk about, but I know we're probably
0: getting to the point where we've got to take a quick break. Right, Tony? Yeah, that's true. We do have to take a break. Is there anything you want to add before we do?
1: Well, I just want to remind our listeners that when it comes to protecting yourself against some of these risks, you don't have to do it alone. Uh, you know, that's part of the the process here at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management is helping prepare our clients for these possibilities and also helping them to take steps to secure their identity through different identity protection uh, utilities and things that they can use to help uh, guard themselves against some of these risks. So for any of our listeners that might want to get a little bit more information about any of that or talk a little further, we encourage them to give us a call at 715-355-4445 or visit our website at retirewithbushka.com. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Bushka Retirement Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily social security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on social security. Give us a call at 715-355-4445
0: or retirewithbushka.com to get your copy. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. And Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management are our hosts. And I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Today we've been talking about common phone scams, uh, and we a number of these were highlighted in a recent Reader's Digest article, which is Watch Out: These 10 Phone Call Scams Could Steal Your Money. Now our goal here is to give you information that can help you avoid falling for these types of scams. And soon, and Cole, you covered a few different types of scams. Uh, scams during that first segment, and you, I guess you have a few left to cover. Um, I think this is a really important uh, important topic. If you miss some of it, you can always go to uh, retirewithbushka.com and check out the show page. Uh, there you can download this show and listen to it in its entirety or uh, download past episodes as well.
2: That's really a great point, Tony. I mean, those previous episodes can be a really valuable uh, resource. And in the first segment, we mentioned several phone scams that can seem very legitimate. Now, another type of scam the article mentioned is jury eligibility. Now, a target may receive a call that claims they're up for jury duty. Now, the scammer will then ask them to confirm some personal information. And what they're trying to do is steal sensitive information. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the best way to combat this attempt is to hang up and then call the phone number associated with the official department, courthouse, etc. I mean, don't Don't ask the caller for a number to call them back. If they are legitimate,
0: you should be able to call them through an official number to confirm. Yeah, and that sounds like the IRS and bank scams that you mentioned in the first segment. Well, that's exactly right.
1: And ultimately, the attempt is the same no matter what kind of smokescreen or disguise that the scammer is using. IRS banks, jury duty, or even something like sweepstakes giveaways uh, can trip people up. And incoming calls asking for your personal information, especially your social security number or financial account information, should always be treated with extreme caution.
0: Definitely. And a healthy dose of skepticism goes a long way here and can be a valuable weapon against these scams.
2: Well, that is very well put, Tony, and that brings us to the final phone scam we're going to discuss today. Now, as we mentioned before, scam artists will prey on confusion. They'll try scare tactics, and they will, at times, also take advantage of an individual's charitable nature. Now, scammers can impersonate charities, political parties, lobbyists, nonprofit organizations, or even alumni associations. They'll use your charitable nature against you and ask for donations over the phone. And while you may want to donate to any of these organizations or groups, it's really appropriate to ask them to mail you more information or to hang up and call the number directly. Because this can be hard for some people. It's not easy to be rude, but it's better to feel rude than to put your financial data and accounts at risk
0: oh yeah i have no problem hanging up if i don't know who it is or i even get the hint it might be a scam yeah Uh, they'll always they'll always get a hold of me another way or i can try to reach out to a person if it's important are there ways to check up on charitable organizations
1: well that's a good question tony there are some resources to help you learn more about some organizations Uh, one third party resource is charitynavigator.org Uh, which rates organizations on factors like how much of each donation goes to the cause versus administrative costs. And Charity Navigator's rating system examines two broad areas of a charity's performance. Uh, One, their financial health and their accountability and transparency. Now, their ratings can help donors make informed decisions about where their money goes. And since 2001, they've rated more than 9,000 charities, so it's a really good resource.
0: Oh, it sounds like a great resource, very useful, uh, one that could maybe help our listeners out there research any potential charity that might contact them so you can make sure to avoid scam artists. So that website, again, is charitynavigator.org, and again, that rates different organizations uh, and you know talks about their legitimacy, and I think that's a great resource uh, to check out any charity before donating to it. Uh, that's a really good one. Now, we're going to have to take another quick break here pretty soon. Do you have anything else you want to add before we do?
1: Well, we just want to remind our listeners that uh, along these topics, we discuss some of these things within our educational workshops that we host throughout the area every month. Uh, And uh, for any of our listeners that might want to come and learn a little bit more about uh, retirement planning and some of the topics that we feel most important for today's retirees to understand, we hold uh, complimentary educational workshops for those who are approaching retirement age or who are already in retirement every month throughout the the WASA, Stevens Point, Marshfield areas, as well as over in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, and Menominee areas. So we encourage uh, any listeners in those areas to uh, go to our website, retirewithbushka.com, click on events up at the top of the page, and there you can see all of our upcoming dates for the next month or two. You can also RSVP right through that website, and that'll allow you to uh, save your spot. Uh, Those events do fill up pretty quickly, so if you're thinking about attending one, be sure to go to the website right away and RSVP so we can save your seat. Uh, And also keep in mind that there is no obligation whatsoever. There's nothing sold at any of these workshops, no products discussed, nothing like that. Just simply some education about the topics that we feel most important for today's retirees. So again, they can RSVP on our website, retirewithbushka.com, or they can go uh, or they can give us a call at 715 355 4445 to RSVP to any of those upcoming workshops. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715 355 445 or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can
0: get the most out of your benefit and welcome back to financially speaking with sue and cole our hosts they are sue bushka from bushka retirement solutions and cole bruner from bushka wealth management i am your co-host tony shore and sue and cole a great show so far I want to remind our listeners, if they want more information, uh, want to check out the show page, uh, listen to the show or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play or Spotify, they can simply go to your website, retirewithbushka.com.
1: That's exactly right, Tony, and we encourage everybody to go out and do that, so that way you keep updated with all of our most recent episodes of Financially Speaking, and they can also check out some of our TV episodes on the website as well, so that might give them a little bit uh, more information in addition to the topics that we talk about on the radio show. Now, uh, our final segment for today's show focuses on something that's been in the news a lot lately, tariffs. Uh, We're going to define what they are, we're going to outline their history, and discuss how they affect consumers. And today's reference is a magnifymoney.com article from August of 2018 entitled, What Are Tariffs Anyways? So let's start by answering that question and define what tariffs are. Ultimately, tariffs are taxes that the federal government slaps on products that are imported to the United States, and tariffs are often a percentage of the value of the products uh, that are being imported.
0: Well, yeah, we've certainly heard the word a lot uh, this last year when it comes to these potential trade wars across the globe. And wow, has it been in the news a lot lately, Definitely. Uh, how it's affecting the economy, the Chinese uh, trade war and tariffs. But help, help the listeners and I understand how these different percentages uh, we hear about work.
2: Well, Tony, for example, let's say a tariff on a microwave is 25% and a foreign company prices that microwave at $100. Now, due to the tariff, an American company buying that microwave would have to pay an additional $25. Now, this would bring the total cost of the microwave to $125. Now, the importer often passes the increased expense onto the consumer who purchases the microwave. And the extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign companies selling the microwave. Tariff proceeds go to the U.S. Department
0: of Treasury. So the tariff percentage then potentially impacts the cost of the goods being taxed. Uh, It sounds like it's almost a tax. Are tariffs a new concept?
1: Well, you're exactly right, Tony. It it is ultimately an additional tax. But no, they're not new at all. According to a Smithsonian.com article entitled A History of Americans' uh, Ever-Shifting Stance on Tariffs, tariffs aren't a new concept at all. In fact, they go all the way back to the 1760s. Great Britain charged a heavy import duty uh, that increased prices on many desirable goods like glass, lead, paper and even tea, and uh, I think you can see where this particular conversation is
0: going. (laughs) I feel like you're talking about that certain party in Massachusetts Bay. Is that what you guys are talking about?
1: No, that's exactly right. Uh, The famous Boston Tea Party was partly in response to those higher prices. After the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue for the new American government. Now, remember, there wasn't a federal income tax until 1913, so tariffs also had a hand in the Great Depression. Many economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, uh, the uh, Smoot-Hawley Act in uh, June of 1930, did more harm than good. It was supposed to help the country recover from the stock market crash of 1929, but it seemed to make things even worse internationally.
2: That's right, Colin. Production booms. Uh, during World War II and the Cold War led the country to enact fewer tariffs and to focus on aligning with a free trade philosophy. And this philosophy eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in
0: 1995. I, I didn't know that. So tariffs have been around a long time, but why does it feel then like it's relatively new and all of a sudden we're hearing about them?
2: Well, because since the 2016 election, tariffs have been making a comeback. They've been, they've been used as a foreign policy tool as much as they've been used as an economic tool. Now, tariffs as high as 25% have been levied against imports from China, Canada, and the European Union, South Korea, Brazil... Argentina, and there's even more. And this can also affect uh, exports from the United States. So countries often react to new tariffs by imposing their own on products
0: coming from the United States. Wow, so that's why they've been in the news so much then the past few years.
1: Well, that's exactly right. And now that we know what tariffs are, and a little bit more about what their history is, let's look at how tariffs can affect consumers. Now, according to the magnifymoney.com article that I mentioned earlier, consumers generally end up paying half to two thirds of tariff costs. The rest of the tariff is absorbed by foreign exporters uh, or the US company importing the product.
2: That's right, and with higher end specialized products, the entire cost is sometimes passed on to the consumer. And another factor with highly specialized product is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else, and then they pass the extra expense onto their customers. So with lower end products like t-shirts, there's a lot of competition from other countries, so foreign companies often lower their costs to offset tariffs. That means on lower end, highly competitive goods, consumers typically don't experience additional tariff costs
1: and tariffs have been part of you know a long part of the american economy and currently it seems the era of few tariffs and robust free trade is ending and tariffs will likely to continue to dominate the news as governments increasingly use them as economic tools and foreign policy tools now ultimately i hope that our conversation today has given our listeners and you tony a little bit more clarity on the mechanics of tariffs
0: yeah it definitely has and at least for me and i'm sure our listeners as well now as usual time is just flying by here our time is almost up for this week's show but not quite do you have any additional information you'd like to share before we go now uh talk more about the tv show and how they can get a hold of you and the complimentary consultation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, like Tony had just mentioned, uh, Sue and I also host a weekly television program uh, on uh, Channel 9 here in the Wausa area every uh, Sunday uh, morning at 10 a.m. And that's uh, on uh, WAOW TV9, the, uh, the ABC affiliate over here. And in the Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls and uh, Menominee area over that direction, we are also on uh, the CW every uh, Sunday at noon. Uh, So regardless of which market you're in for the radio show, you should be able to catch that TV show on Sundays as well. If uh, you're outside of our TV viewing area for whatever reason, you have the ability to hop on our website, retirewithbushka.com, and just as well as you can listen to our previous radio shows, you can also watch some of our previous TV shows. So be sure to go out. There's lots of good information, different topics between the TV show and the radio show every week, so you're not going to hear the same thing every week between the two shows. Um, and also uh, you have the opportunity to register for any of our upcoming educational workshops, like I've mentioned before. There's no cost, absolutely no obligation, and nothing sold at any of our workshops. So for anybody that wants to get a little bit more information about retirement planning, uh, maybe have a further conversation about some of these topics that we touch on every week, we encourage them to visit our website, retirewithbushka.com, and check out all the tools and resources we have there, or give us a call directly at 715- three, five, five, four, 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 five. Anytime. Keeping in mind that we always keep a certain amount of time in our calendar available for our radio show listeners for their complimentary second opinion. Again, with absolutely no obligation whatsoever. So again, that was 715 355 4445
0: Thank you for listening to financially speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. Companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Brunner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.